absolutely epic. And we'll start off with, obviously, the, the great question I like to ask all artists now uh, is, how are you going with everything? <laughs> all right, I'm ready to go. All right, okay. So, Casey Barnes is joining us this morning via Queensland. And um, firstly, how are you doing with uh, being in isolation and how's Queensland coping at the moment? Yeah, oh, look, uh, good question, mate. It's been definitely a, a pretty testing last few weeks, and I know you know just about everybody would be in, in a similar situation. It's a we're all in uncharted waters at the moment. I guess the biggest challenge for us was um, you know we we're about to launch into a national tour, which was literally about to start this weekend, and um, we've had to you know put that all on hold for now and reschedule all the dates. So that's been probably the biggest challenge, but we're still you know super excited about pushing forward with, you know, releasing the album and, you know, there's no better time. I guess people are at home and they've got, you know, nothing to do. So it's a great opportunity to put music out there and give people a bit of a, a break from reality, I guess. Absolutely. Of course, uh, the new album is called Town of a Million Dreams, which is apropos because of what we're going through at the moment. And as you already mentioned, you're supposed to start your uh, national tour very shortly. Are there being new plans as in to do a little showcase when the album is going to drop? Yeah, actually we are. That's a good point. We're we're, um, we're doing something very special. Uh, the album obviously comes out on Friday, and we've planned a, an online event um, on Facebook. We're doing a, a I guess a, a launch party and, and concert, and um, I guess we're urging anyone around the country if you've got nothing to do on Friday night, it's, it'll be seven thirty Queensland time. So what's that? Five thirty WA time? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah. Um, around about then, if, if you're at home. Um, tune into my Facebook page and um, grab a beer and a couple of drinks, and uh, we're going to run through the new album, and um, and it should be yeah, it should be good fun. We're planning something pretty special. Now that is pretty special, and I think obviously gives you a um, a more low key approach to spending a little bit more time with the fans, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we've been doing these. Um, you know, these live streams a couple of times a week and it's been it's actually been a lot of fun and another way to connect, you know, connect with your fans and answer questions and talk about, you know, how, how they're doing as well. And, um, and as I said, you know, it gives people a bit of a break from watching the news and all of the depressing stuff that's, you know, that's going on at the moment. So, so yeah, look, it's, it has been a lot of fun. No, no doubt. And we'll go into the album now, of course, our Town of a Million Dreams. How did you come up with that title? Good question. Um, the, well, I guess the, the title is, um, it's actually one of the lyrics from one of the, the tracks on the album called Bright Lights. And, um, and that song is all about the relationship I sort of had with, um, with Nashville over the last 10 years going back and forwards, recording and spending a lot of time over there. And Nashville is literally this town of a million dreams. It's, um, you know, all these incredible songwriters and producers and artists, all different genres, not just country, um, in one place. And it literally is, you know, the town of a million dreams. And it's, um, it's an incredible place. So we thought it was, it's a perfect, perfect title for the album. It's also very odd, usually, with an album you usually use, you know, occasionally maybe uh, a natural song, but you've gone with using a, a single lyric. Was that always something you were going to do, or was it just, you know, I love that lyric so much, it had to be the title of the album? Oh, it's a good question. It was just the perfect fit. It really was. We, you know, I think a title of an album is an important thing and sets up the scene for what people are about to listen to and the backstory. And um, it's interesting because I, I actually did something similar with my previous album which was called the good life and the good life was a lyric 
out of uh, one of the tracks on the album as well, and it, it sort of summed up the, that moment in time, you know, when we actually released it. And um, and it's funny, I, I guess, you know, you're right, a lot of times artists will probably have a song title as their, as their album title, but um, I thought a lyric was a, a nice little twist. And, um, yeah, it's, it seemed like, like a perfect fit. It also has that uh, certain, you know, world sort of title, I guess, Town of a Million Dreams. I mean, it could be any town. Obviously, you, you mentioned Nashville for you personally, but this album can be for anyone almost. You're right. Absolutely nailed it. And that was one of the other things I was going to say is, um, you know, that's the other twist on the, on the title is, you know, at the end of the day, everybody comes from from somewhere from small beginnings it might be a small town somewhere and everybody grows up with hopes and dreams and things they want to do and and so that you're right it, it actually leaves the interpretation up to the the listener as well so i think that's a that's a really cool thing now the cover art of you walking on the main road is that um just any main road or is it a main road from your small hometown i mean give us a bit of perspective of the the actual album cover yeah, oh, look, that that sort of, you know, sums everything up. It's like, in a sense, you're, I, I get it, it depends on how you want to interpret the photo, but it, it is, in a way, me, like, you're, you're leaving town and you've, you've actually, you know, you're going to chase that dream that you're um that you're actually striving for so that's sort of the way that we've we angled that shot and and found this really cool spot um to 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 shoot the photos and it uh, seemed like yeah it seemed like a good fit now this album obviously is super slick it's got some amazing tracks which we can already listen to this album though for itself is it do you believe a traditional country album or do you think you've mixed it up with a bit of pop and a bit of bit of rock production as well Ah, look, I guess it really it fits into that um, that end of the scale when you're talking. I mean, country as a genre now is probably the broadest genre there is in, in, in the market. You know, you've got right at the other end, you've got real old school traditional country like your Slim Dusties and, and, um, and that sort of vibe. And then you've got at the other end, you've got this new modern country sound, um, you know, which is similar to a lot of the stuff that Keith Urban and Morgan Evans and, and a lot of the US country acts are, are leaning towards. And um, I guess it does have that, that modern country feel, which is a, a blend of traditional country and a little bit of pop and rock sort of um, production as well, which which I really found um, it works really well with, with the sort of stuff that I write. So it was, um, yeah, the perfect blend. No doubt. As you said, uh, you had the album The Good Life and then you've had albums before this. Now you have an upcoming album, Towns of a Million Dreams, which comes out Friday. What can we expect as a, you know, it's a 10-tracker. Um, is it a slow storytelling or does it go right into it at the first track? Well, I guess it takes you on a bit of a journey through the album and, and it's another good thing, you know, we've all got extra time on our hands at the moment, um, you know, so, and, and it's an opportunity for somebody, you know, for people to actually put an album on and sit back and listen to it from start to finish, which, you know, normally when we're living, you know, hectic, busy lives, there's, it's very hard to do that sort of thing. So that that's, a, I guess, a, a silver lining and a bit of a blessing that people can actually do that. But it, it sort of does take you on a bit of a journey. It um, starts out pretty strong. And then there's a few songs in the middle there that are more a storytelling type tracks. And then it ends um, with a track called City Girls, which has become a bit of a, I don't know, an unexpected crowd favourite when we've been playing live before this all happened. We started playing that track in, in our set 
and um, it's it's yeah, it's it automatically become this track that everyone seems to love and and be be drawn to. I think because it's it touches on a storyline of a, a a typical country country couple. They live out in the sticks somewhere, but but on the weekends they like to head into town and head to the big smoke and have a good time. So we thought that was um, that was a good one to finish on. No doubt, I think it's really important, obviously, during this time that people. Um, have something to listen to and obviously as you already mentioned you know we live some hectic lives usually we might only have one or two singles that we might listen to now we've got a full picture that we can almost like the good old days of listening to music where you put a vinyl on and you had to listen to every single track yeah remember the good old days geez it feels like a lifetime ago but you're right i i I grew up in a in a time where you know it was it was listening to your mum and dad's record collection and and listening to it from start to finish or back in the days of the cassette it was just too difficult to skip to the next bloody song. So you, you, you would, you'd have to listen to to an album from start to finish. And I think that's, it's a great thing. Um, and I, I know, you know, many artists put a lot of time and effort into piecing together an album and, and the way they structure it. So, you know, there is a bit of um, bit of science behind it. And um, it's, it, it's, it's a good time for people to actually chuck it on and, and um, listen to it from, from cover to cover. So speaking of the science, science of this album, was it always a 10-track album or was there possibilities for more? How many songs overall was there written for this album that were then cut, obviously, before being put into the album? Yeah, that's a, a good question. I've got a phone full of ideas that, that nearly made it but didn't quite. You know, there's, there's you always write way far more songs than you probably need when you record an album. There's a couple that that I, I nearly wish they, they, they actually made it um, there was one particular track that uh, that's called "Still in the Fight," and it's um, it would have been, funnily enough, it would have been perfect um, given what we're all going through at the moment. And it's a song that's all about, you know, facing adversity and trying to get through, um, you know, a tricky period and, and not giving up, and sticking to your guns. And um, it, it was yeah, per- a perfect song. It's got a bit of a it's country, but it's got a bit of a Bruce Springsteen vibe to it, you know, it's a bit of a story behind the whole song, and um, who knows, we might even release that as a single later in the year, and and uh, so we'll just see what happens. Well, that's what I was going to suggest, is maybe you just release that then, and later, I think that's a perfect idea, and as far as I guess this album goes as a whole, the, the single I want to talk about, which everyone's listening to, it's been number one now for two weeks consecutively, is Sparks Fly, one of those turn up the radio dial sort of songs that you need in a country album. Uh, was that always always going to be on the album? Yeah, look, we knew from the the moment we finished recording that song, it was um, it was going to be a single, and and it's funny because it, the song nearly didn't happen. It's it's weird. I was in Nashville last year, and I, I co-wrote that song with a, a country duo um, called Brown and Gray. And and uh, the day that I was booked in to write with them, we nearly nearly had to cancel the writing session, and I'm so glad we did it because. Um, we obviously walked away with um, that song and another one on the album called We're Good Together, which is an absolute ripper of a track. And I think we'll probably look at releasing that as a single at some point as well. And um, so, yeah, look, it's funny how the universe works, but that, that's uh, definitely one song I'm glad we glad we wrote. No, no doubt. As, as far as on a personal level for you, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Which song for you is your most favourite song that you actually got to write or that you believe you'll get to perform live later on in the year? Oh, man, that's too hard, mate. That That's like, you know, who's your favourite child? And I, I really, it's, it's a hard one to answer. I've got to say, 
it changes actually it changes all the time but i really am enjoying we're good together which is the track i was just talking about it's just it's got that perfect blend of um um it's, it's a great track it's got a good hook in the song but it's also got lots of energy to it so it's going to be a, a, the perfect track to put into our live set when we finally get back to you know going back on tour so i think that one is one of my faves at the moment so yeah if you do get the album keep keep your ear out for that one no, no doubt. Of course, the album comes out this Friday, plus you're doing a special Facebook Live. One thing that I, I have asked artists when they're doing the new album is, is this, going, is this the best Casey Barnes album? Is this going to be the definitive Casey Barnes album? I bloody hope so, mate. <laughs> you put so much time and so much, you know, so many sacrifices, and obviously, you know, they're not... It's an expensive thing to record an album, and I think this one's definitely my... my best yet and it all sort of started beginning of last year actually I was in the studio and we were part way through recording the album and I remember the boys that I that I work with down there um, from a they're called M Square Productions that I do a lot of writing and recording with and they both sort of said we really think this is your best the best album you've done and, and it'd be great for you to get the right team behind you and that's where literally it all started um, with reaching out to Michael Chug, who is one of, I guess he's Aussie music royalty, and he's um, he looks after bands like Shepherd, and um, they've got a label called Chug Music, and and so I literally reached out to Chuggy at the time and and said, you know, would you like to hear some of these tracks? And and he and he said yes, and and here we are, you know, twelve months later, and and I've been signed to you know, Chug Music and got got Chuggy behind me, so you know that that's really made a huge difference, and I'm very proud of the album, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it. Out there. No, no doubt. I think it's going to be a great album, Town of a Million Dreams. And I think, obviously, all artists want to have that that album that defines them throughout their career. But I think this album in itself is just, it's a perfect metaphor for a perfect time. It's You've hit that sweet spot. Obviously, not the best circumstances you'd like, but obviously, it fits in with what's going on at the moment. Yeah, look, I think you're right. And, and you know, we are, we're going through a pretty challenging time in, in, in history. Um, and I think, you know, we're going to look back on this time in years to come and, and and hopefully some positives are going to come out of it. And I think, um, you know, we're already seeing that there are actually some some nice twists to, to what's going on with, you know, just the, the, the planet as a whole and, the, you know, the environment coming back to life again and... Um, and even from a songwriting perspective, you'll probably find that there's a lot of a lot more songs that come out of this period that have got a bit more depth and storytelling and you know messages of hope and all that sort of thing. And I think um, that's a that's a positive thing. So let's hope, mate. Let's hope it's something that we look back on in ten years' time and and um, you know with positive with a positive outlook. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing that um, can't go unnoticed is how important musicians are at this time in this period because we're all trying to search for some sort of you know, happiness almost in a very dark period. How important do you think musicians are during a pandemic or a world event like we're going through? Oh, look, I guess, you know, it's really important in the sense that, um, you know, if you look back over history when we've gone through challenging times, whether it's been, you know, wars or political uproar or, you know, pandemics and all sorts of different things that we often look to music as a as a sort you know as a, a form of, of relief and escape and, and hope and 
you know, there's there's um, there's lots of positives that come out of it. And you know, as I said, I think you know, there's a lot of artists that are going to be going back. Um, and they've got this time on their hands to to go back to writing and maybe coming up with some amazing songs out of a, out of a you know testing time. So yeah, I think there's some definitely some silver linings to it. Do you think also though that it also might change the music industry? How we've like the modern world we used to be. You know, we want this sort of type of music, fast, quick, and we want it almost recycled, repeat. Do you think now that we've got all this time, we'll go back to the old school music theory of, you know, writing a song because of how we feel instead of how commercially appealing it might be or because it's the it thing right now? Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, you know, we're probably already seeing that, you know, with, um, with the fact that Aussie radios. Um, going back to getting behind Aussie music at the moment, because that, which is great, um, especially when you need that, that support at the moment so um yeah i think i think we definitely will awesome stuff thank you so much casey for joining me this morning appreciate it mate thanks for that thanks for having me on no problem